Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. That's Kobe. <laughs> but you, were, you were saying I had to be furthest from the mic. Is that just because I'm loud? Um, honestly, it doesn't matter. I'll try. I'll figure out a way to fix it. Um, but also, just for longevity's sake, I'll figure out a way to get a third mic in. Yeah. Here. Um, <laughs> Moving yeah. it back. Moving it back. Moving it back. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't, is that too, ho- don't hog the mic. Keep I, it in the center. I was moving it back. Keep it in the center. Okay. All right. Here's the, from your cool. angle, does this look like the mic is in the center or is that it's in, front, in front of Nathan? It's in the center. It's not in the center. It's facing the middle of us. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I trust what you hear. We haven't it's facing, the, we've technically started already. We always Get on started. mic. Get on mic, man. Oh, hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. <laughs> We're going to edit it out? No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that should be good. This, set, this setup should be somewhat so we okay. Settled, we settled? Yeah. There's definitely going to be a bit more noise than usual because... Um, Rachel and Opal? No, no. That too. But because uh, I had to up the gain of the mic to compensate okay. for us being so far away from it. Yeah. It's been a while. How did we do this back when we used to have guests? Um, I had a different, had a, had a setup. different setup. I had a different setup that could plug in more than two mics. Um, but I have since updated it, and it it can't. You know why? Our, <laughs> you know why our guest is such a pro, Nathan? Why? He, they. Mm-hmm. I don't want to assume gender. Mm-hmm. They haven't spoken because we haven't spoken to them. Ah, we haven't introduced. We haven't them introduced yet. them yet. Mm, that's that's like some professional level, like like it's, it's years in the industry. Mm, lots and ex- lots of years. That's experience. That is maturity. Exactly. That it's is. A, age. I am older than. It is age. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the both of you. Then I realized no, I'm the middle child in this you setup. You are the middle child of this setup. I'm mm-hmm. always the middle child, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, at home, on the bus, give a round of applause right here, Z. Welcome back. Hi, buddy. Hey, you suck. Yes. Welcome back, man. Thank you. The last time I did this was 2016. Wow. At your parents' place, Nathan. Probably, yeah. And then it, it, the the picture, I remember, was me with the middle finger with, with up, the but then you used the airplane to cover it because that was the viral clip that went on then. That photo of the of the plane through the ladder. Because someone photoshopped thing. the plane into this picture and submitted it for a competition. Oh right! I remember wow. that. I was just looking at that earlier. Yeah. That's a blast from the past, right? That must have been a slow news day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Considering 2020, I bet it was actually a very good news day. This like, is before Trump was in office, so of course. Like, I would love for the news, the biggest news story of the day to be a fucking photoshopped airplane as opposed to 
Um, What's been going on this the year? The apocalypse, <laughs> as opposed to the apocalypse. No! So it, was a, it was a simpler time back then, but even then, I'm sure we had plenty to complain about. For sure. You know? It really puts you in perspective, the year. How has the year been for you guys? Now that we're... I don't know when you're going to put this up, but like we're in the end of the year now that we're recording this. So how has that year been for you guys? This is going up tomorrow. Tomorrow. So it's, oh, very, it's very immediate. It's very, you know, bam, Right bam. there, right there. Bake it fresh, put it up for the people, and, yep. they, and they got it. We're, um, they call us the bread of the podcasting world. Yes. <laughs> but um, this, I mean, I, I feel like, okay, not to disrespect you at all. It's just that we have bored the listeners so much over the last four or five months. Like they know what we're up to. They know, oh, what, they, they, they know what we're well, up I don't. to. We, we talk about it so much that like they, they, they just don't give a shit anymore. Oh, In see. a nutshell, positive energy. You don't know that. This is my talk show now. I'm asking you guys a question. How has the year been for you guys? Give me the highs. Give me the lows. God, can you ask a better question? <laughs> if you're going to take over, do better. Okay. Be um, and tell me about your daddy issues. <laughs> have you guys ever had a sex dream about your dad? Sorry? Have you ever had a sex dream about your dad? No. Whoa. Like, he was in yeah, it? Me neither. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Like he was engaging on? in it, or like you walked in on it, oh. or like it was happening to you. Maybe I don't want. What's the context the here? Look, I haven't brought this up with my therapist. I'm certainly not going to bring it up to tears. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay, you guys ask me the question then, since your listeners already know what's going down in your year. I mean, how has 2020 been like for you? Oh my! <laughs> what are the highs? What are the lows? No, okay, we'll, we'll get into that shit eventually. See. But um, it's it's more of just like uh, welcome back. Yay. First of all, um, it's been uh, a long time since we've had you on, and so much has happened. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, and I, and I believe we've mentioned it uh, in the previous episode, is that your career, your life, your 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 it body lives. of work, your experience, it's your body of work, <laughs> it it goes through phases, and I feel like between 2016 and 2020, oh. it has gone through at least like two different phases since then. And, you know, there's, like, phase one here, Z, phase two here, Z, uh, Dorscon orange here, Z, and, like, the f- there's <laughs> never going to be a phase three. Part. There's never going to be a phase three. No, we're but, the CB part of it. Exactly. Mm. But, yeah, man, like, how, how has, how, how has the last, I know it's a big question, but how has, how have the four years been for you creatively? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather the 2020 question. Uh, since 2016, okay, 2016, I was still with Muna here, Z. Mm. It was a very different. Oh, yeah, it was before you did that farewell concert. See, yeah, it was Two years before the farewell concert. Mm. Wow. At that point of time, we already knew we were about to part, but we never announced it. Yeah. Uh, and so that here's he was still stuck in that young 20, mid 20 mentality. And then the minute Muna Hirzi left, that's when I had to force myself into independence, right? Like mm. I no longer could have a Muna in my life. And I tried and dabbled a lot, a lot of things. Uh, I did stand up. I did. I did. Stand up. <laughs> I did the Benzie project. Yeah. Too many, many new things that I tried and uh, many worked. Yeah. And many I feel I can still learn from. Mm. So it's been that. And I swear to God, I swear to God, 2020 felt like the year like, okay, great. Now that I have two years of experiences of this, I'm going to take off and COVID. COVID. Right. <laughs> like, what's, what's the main difference you feel between you now and what you, what you characterized before as mid-twenties energy. Is it your biceps? Look at that, <laughs> oh, Nathan. Thank you. It is true. Like, like, you have become, thick. like, thick. <laughs> it's yeah. not, is thick the right word? Yes. I think so. I, the thick on a Malay uh, person is always correct. Yeah? Uh, we, we swell. We, we thicken up like uh, coconut yeah, milk. Yeah, you're swole. You're swole. <laughs> you're definitely swole. Yeah. Uh, mid-twenties energy. I feel like mid-twenties Hirzi was about proving a point. Mid-twenties Hirzi felt... 
uh, like, okay, if this is what mainstream doesn't want, let me tell you why you're missing out. Right. And so he was really angry. He was really um, having to prove so much. And what I've learned now in hindsight is that he wasn't trying to prove to people. He was trying to prove to himself. Mm. Uh, so the 30s series, he, he's actually very calm. Mm-hmm. He's not too arrogant to ever be retrospective and apologize for anything mm. that he's done. Nor is he someone who is too stuck up in his head about a lot of things. I think... But he's stuck up enough to speak in the third person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my Leo self. It's my Leo self. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. I notice I... I, I Nathan th- suspects that there's, there's more to this. Hey, but Nathan, hold up. Okay, you said mid-20s here, and 30s here, You set me up to speak in third person, you idiot. That is what three minutes ago Nathan said. That is true. Past Nathan does regret framing the question. It was a leading question. Please, Nathan, don't rude, be too very ju- judgmental rude. on past Nathan. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at now with yeah. myself. I feel like I, I, I just want to uh, dismantle what I know and learned about myself and then take mm. the good parts and figure out what the fuck I do with the bad parts. Right. Nice. But I also think there's like a certain calmness that comes with not just age right because like we meet tons of older people that are just like anxious yeah, wrecks. I, but I think <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a wreck <laughs> like i feel like there's a certain calmness a that wreck. comes with um getting closer to being undeniable mm. you know Ooh. and i think that that's what you are going for this is just from an outside perspective because i feel like with your muna here's the things it was like the seed of an idea and it was this it was a it was like a like you were trying to put across an attitude and put across a point of view. And it wasn't until um, you had space to do it on your own with the stand-up and, like you said, the different kind of... Uh, completely different or parallel, parallel kind of project with the Benzie project mm. that I think over the last four years, I think, you've stepped closer to becoming undeniable to yourself and other people in the yeah. sense that, like, you don't have to describe too much about who you are and what you do. It's out there. People know it. And I think there's a certain zenness that comes to that, you know. Just that you don't you don't have to prove a point as much. You don't have to because I, I think a lot of performers, right? It could, what could be perceived as confidence, or what could be perceived as like um, uh, being a bit more boisterous, I guess, is a lot of compensating. Yeah, it's a lot of compensation. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of compensation. It's a lot like you 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 watch like the fucking like those like veteran performers on stage like they don't have to lift a finger to make your yeah. heart explode. You Correct. Know? Yeah. But like there's so much like big dick energy that we feel like we need to put up as as performers when we don't when we feel like there's parts of us that could be taken down. I think on on an artistry level, I. Don't feel like I'm there yet. I think my calmness. But you're closer, no? I think think if you spoke about yourself in the third person more, (laughs) really, that is true. Elevate. Uh, I feel like what I am right now. The calmness comes from realizing I don't have to be so uptight about myself anymore, Mm. and it's fucking okay to learn and make mistakes. It's okay to fucking. Can I say fucking? No. Sorry. So it's fucking... (laughs) (laughs) No, you can say whatever fucking (laughs) time. Like, I feel like right now, I don't have to fucking perform the best version of me. I just have to perform the present version of me. Mm. And I think that's what's changed with my energy. Like, Mm. do I still get nervous before a show? Do I still get anxiety creating my sets? Yes. But like, do I care to not make mistakes in front of people? Yeah. 
I don't give a fuck anymore. What do you think was the turning point? When mm. I realized that we are all just fucking people figuring out this life, lah. Yeah. And like, why, why do you have to perform all the time? I think public people, like you guys would understand, we, we are constantly performing roles. See, I just got up from my seat. That's how, wow. that's how engaged I am now. The drama in this room just like went <laughs> up. Yeah, oh my God, here's he is on the edge of his seat. Nathan and I are pretty chill. We, we constantly perform a version of ourselves to our parents, to, to our friends. We always have a role, right? And if you are a public person with a following on Instagram or social, you are performing a version of that as well. Mm. And then you realize why when you can just be you and whether or not they accept it, then that's their fucking problem because I've done, did, proven myself or tried to prove myself in my mm. 20s now. But so fuck that shit. I'm I mean, just me. That's know? part of what paying your dues is, right? It's, it's not just like putting the work in the industry and getting your name out there and getting worked on. It's about improving yourself and learning more yeah, about see. yourself and see. developing yourself. So I applaud you here, Z. Thank you. Good for Thank you. Thank you. It feels so much comfortable on this side and I think something about turning 30. I mean, Nathan hasn't yet, but John... He's getting there. <laughs> oh, I love my 30s. My 30s is my right? favorite decade. Yeah. No, it, it blew my mind. like Because I, I know I'm 29 going on 30. But last week, I had the thought of like... Because I, I didn't do anything this Halloween. And then I was thinking like, oh, what am I going to do next Halloween? Fuck, I'm going to be 30 next Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of going as um, uh, Jennifer Garner. Um, I see. As a thirteen, I like how you think that it's not gonna, the world's not gonna end by next year. But like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's hopeful. I, I feel like it's it's still gonna like physically be here. Yeah. <laughs> so just in case you're around, you better have an outfit planned for Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you know that dress that Jennifer Garner wore in, in, in thirteen. Like pl- I'm, I'm trying to see the poster. It's like a plaid number. No, it's like the one where she did that Michael Jackson dance at the very end of the movie. Thir- thirteen. Number. Do you watch thirteen going 13 on thirty? Going 30? No, I remember she did thrill. It was thrill. Right? Yeah. Thriller. I don't watch chick flicks. I'm a straight cisgender heterosexual dude who's very, very conservative. So this is a different wow. film that you're performing. So, so, <laughs> so what, what is what is this here's these um, uh, thoughts on 2020? What is this cisgendered heteronormative seriously? <laughs> and what do you like to put your dick in? Uh, basically, Allah is right. <laughs> okay, you guys done play too much in this lifetime. He is Akbar, isn't he? <laughs> that's where you get your calmness. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, but that's me, gang. That. That's where we are now. Like, <laughs> so, so one, to, to go back to um, your first question that became our first question um, about this year. See. Like, has, has the momentum, like, b- because, you know, you're, you're kind of going on that role of stand-up and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did that complete momentum stoppage, like, th- th- did that yeah. fuck you up at all? Because I know on a personal level, like... I almost feel like 2020 has defeated me. Really? Yeah. To a certain extent. Like, I, I, I've benefited and I've learned a lot from this year. But if, if we were to put it on a scale, 2020's kicked my ass. Like, I can't say that I have, like, like triumphed over it, you know? What I'm, I'm, I'm you surviving mean, in it. What do you mean by triumph? Like, to feel like you kicked this year's ass. What is kicking a year's ass? It's a feeling. I don't know how to put it. It's not a definitive thing. But I just know that... Because it's like a meme now, 2020 is like the worst year, like 2020 is shit year, right? But like, I feel like we go through um, hard times uh, differently, right? Some Same. people can really thrive in it. Some people can really find themselves in it. Some people can grow so much through it. Um, I feel like I, ha- I, did, I, I didn't do a lot of that. Not as much as I would have liked. We. Oui. But I learned a lot. So that's a win, I think. But You, John? 
I feel kind of like neutral about it all. Like last, last it's weird because last episode I think it was kind of reversed. I think last week I was feeling a little down. I was feeling a little tired. I was feeling a little sunstroked. But I feel like 2020 has been rough. It's kicked my ass. I think I've grown a lot. And I imagine if we can reach any sort of semblance or come close to normalcy, uh, I think 2021 is going to be John's year. What, what if I what if what if I sound super fucking pretentious and say? What if just living and surviving is you kicking 2020's ass? Hmm. I mean, that feels really bad to the people who died of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> no, think about like, it. Like, ha Chadwick Boseman, motherfucker! He didn't oh. die from COVID! Yeah, but he died. Okay. Uh, um, yes, John, he did. My king. Uh, but, but look, we'll so many people have, 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 have left us this year. And I think that is perspective to what we think is kicking a year's ass. So what 2020 has done, I went through the whole chart, right? And mm. I think... Something about what I always go through is I'm always like a month in advance of yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. other people's energy and trajectory for the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the stage where I'm at peace with where we are in this year uh, because I went through the whole hill and down uh, middle yeah. of the year. Yeah, you, you, I remember early on, like you were taking it very seriously. Too seriously for anyone's liking. Like, yeah, it was honestly <laughs> a little bit... I was, I was honestly a little bit worried. Because, how does that like, manifest? How did that manifest? Like, he was just, like, refusing to leave the house, refusing to see anybody, like, refusing yeah. to, like... Because of COVID? And I was right! <laughs> no, no, to be fair. Yeah, but oh. it, was, it was more of just, like, the energy. It felt very, like, scared. Yeah. Like... And I, 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 I didn't know how to like approach that. I was just kind of checking up on you every once in a while, but like you Same. were refusing to be around anybody. So let me alone. <laughs> Which is uh, fair, yeah. So basically, uh, like I said, 2020 was a year where... If, if I change your perspective about kicking, say, kicking a year's ass, mm-hmm. if 2020 didn't happen, would we learn a lesson that we needed to learn beyond the distraction of what we're used to? See, we usually have travels to escape to. We usually have work to drown ourselves with. Not ever having to deal with the darkness that is you. Mm-hmm. I was on a date with this person and this person said to me, um, what COVID has done is forced you to stand in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. And the question you need to ask yourself, why is that uncomfortable? Yeah. And that just blew my mind because yeah. all of a sudden I said, what is it about me that I thought I was dealing with perfectly mm-hmm. that I wasn't actually dealing with it, that mm-hmm. I was just coping with it? And that's when I said, motherfucker, deal with it now. Yeah. And then I dealt with it. Mm. And I went to the deep ends of the darkest places in my mind. And it was a lot uncomfortable most nights and most days. But I said, you have to fucking fight your demons. Yeah. If you leave this here and you don't learn anything from that and you didn't get to go through I'm not saying that you know, your, your demons are an annual check, right? It, mm. it can be an ongoing process. But if you don't leave this pandemic, Having a takeaway for yourself, you didn't kick the pandemic's ass. Mm. Yeah. Being alive is one, but coming out of it with a, f- a whole new perspective about yourself, your relationship with people, your relationship with ambitions, and your relationship with life, mm. that's how you win this pandemic. Yeah. But, okay, like on that part, I, I, it's probably not true, it's a very blanket statement, but I genuinely think that everybody got a fraction of that. That mm. feeling, because it was pretty undeniable that when the entire planet stopped, that it's not just within yourself, it's your family unit, the people you live with, the relationships that you're in, um, the relationships that you have with the people around you, the relationships that you have with like um, the person that cleans your building or the person that delivers your food, everything. Your security guard. Yeah, ah. exactly. <laughs> All of these relationships get put under a magnifying glass. And I think depending on how introspective you are, everybody to a certain extent had a varying gradient of that 
lesson of that learning, some deeper than others. But when I say I felt like 2020 kicked my ass, I'm not saying that it didn't teach me anything. It taught me so much. It's very valuable. It's just that I really believe that it taught everybody the same lesson for the most part. You look at America and you know you don't know. Yeah. But um, I just feel like I could have done more this year. Like I feel like I let a lot of it weigh me down and I let a lot of it be an excuse to why I can't or shouldn't or don't want to do something. By you know? do more, do you mean um, ambition-wise or do you mean like self-work? Probably ambition. I'm speaking on a very surface level here. I'm speaking on a very surface level of like doing things because, and that's something I need to work on as well. Like Who's I, putting you I, this pressure? Myself. That, we, that's something that I need to work on. I put a lot of my self-worth and importance into my output. That's I feel like the mirror that you need to look at. Why is say. your self-worth equal to your ambition? I've been looking down that mirror for the last five years. And it's, it's pretty much down to, like, a gaping hole in my self-esteem. Whoa. Gaping yeah. hole is always a nice thing. Yeah. To say. But we're also speaking, like, almost exclusively about career, right? This yeah. is all career stuff we're talking, right? Yeah. But when you're an artist, it's hard to separate it, right? Exactly. It like, no, no. It's, 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 it's hard to say. Like, career, it, yes, it's career, but it's also, like, your fucking life. Yeah, man. Right? You ask most performers, right? Or, like... Yeah, if you ask most performers, like, they, they, they would tell you that it feels like a 24-7 job. Because... Mm-hmm. Even when you are completely dormant, you feel like you need to be doing something with the things around you. So it's very hard to quiet a creative mind. It's extremely, it's a a blessing and a curse. I'm going to pause you guys there. Yes. What if it's not you guys quieting a creative mind? What if what is happening to us is a platform not available made not available to us now. That does not mean you cannot continue to be the creative artist that you are. It just means we're in an incubation period, which is the perfect time to continue to create and put it on an archive. And when the position's ready for us, we go out and kick ass. That's what I feel. The imagery I feel is like, I feel like I'm like some kind of like workhorse that's being weighed back. And then once the ties are cut and I can just run free, I'm going to fucking run free. That's yeah. why I feel like 2020 Yeah, yeah, was exactly that. Because I feel mm. like as Singaporeans or like people who grew up in Singapore, worked in Singapore, mm. our KPI and attachment to our craft is so messed up because we think that we need to have specific outputs uh, at a specific rate in a year. What if like all that is just... So I was watching this TED Talk by the lady who, who wrote Live, Love, Love. I forgot her name, but I remember exactly Julia her Roberts. lesson. Oh, yeah? No. (laughs) (laughs) So she said this about the artist's mind. The most painful reconciliation an artist can make is the fact that what if our last work was our best work? Mm -hmm. That is the most painful truth to live in and that's the most painful reality to wake up to every other day. So she said this. In ancient history, I'm going to come into my woohoo now. In ancient history, she said that there were communities of people in Northern Africa who would practice moon dance and moon rituals on the full moon. And when they witness a dancer go into a state of trance, you know that moment when an artist snaps on stage yeah. and he becomes Tatsu. Out- utterly divine. Yeah, kind of like that. Did you just say katsu? Tatsu. Oh, tatsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you burst into this divine power. The people on the street will chant and call you out for what it is and they go, Allah, Allah, Allah. Uh, of course, back then in Northern African language and Middle Eastern language, Allah just means God, not necessarily the Muslim God. Yeah. And so they carry this culture today to, to, to Spain and that language translates into Oling. So oh. that divinity that happens in that moment is the hardest for an artist when the next day he wakes up. This is exactly how, or like I'm paraphrasing, but how she says, the next morning when he wakes up on a Tuesday, he's just an, a dancer with a failing body. 
what happens to him. So she describes in those ancient culture what they believe in and, and a, a philosophy that she tries to subscribe to, uh, just for, for, for psychology, I guess, uh, is that creativity is like a gin that you come across and you chance across. And so you don't have to have that sense of attachment to art, that you are just a vessel that lucked upon this, this opportunity of a creativity from this gin. Uh, yeah. And DJIN. Yeah, I was going to say. Not Pek Jin Jin. Not Pek Jin Sen and not Jin uh, the alcohol. Yes. And if you have that attachment to your art where it's not yours, yeah. you don't have to feel responsible for your output. Yeah. That when it lands on you, you were the chosen one at that point of time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That moment is yours. That's yeah. so resonant to me. Like that, that makes so much sense to me because that's what I'm, something I've been dealing with lately. It's like Nathan and I are talking that we feel so frustrated that we can't perform, that we can't be the conduit for what we want to do, right? Or what, or whatever the, the gin, the, yeah. What, yeah, that really just makes sense to me. And I hope that that is something that I can continue to share to artists because I know how depressed we get with our work and our attachment to our yeah. work. Mm. Uh, and we don't have to be. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I fully agree with all of that. I feel like a lot of art... Hi, motorcycle. Sorry about that, listener. Um, that, was, that was John's stomach, by yeah. the way. He's waiting for his acai bowl. <laughs> I feel like a lot of um, the best art, like you always hear people say, oh, this hit song, I wrote it in five minutes. I wrote it in like an hour, as opposed to like the song that I slaved away at for three weeks and then Muscle it's like through, at the yeah. bottom of the album and no one gives a shit. Like a lot of the best art comes from like the flow state. The, that's what you were talking about, but like in English. Yeah. Like the, the athletes experience this, musicians experience this, I'm sure even accountants experience this. It's like a state where it's like you are working beyond your, your yeah. own ability to a certain extent, almost. Like you'll look back on it and be like, the fuck was that? And like on meeting your KPIs, you know, like as much as I don't want to let that weigh me down, it is definitely something that has been ingrained in terms of like education system yes. in terms of like how you're raised by your parents and like mm. and and the fucking questions that you get at every reunion dinner or everything it's always about like what have you done lately Same. you know it's like if 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 you if you're not constantly producing it's not there and i'm fully aware that those are all things that i need to shut out those are all things that i need to like fucking just put it in the recycling bin of the brain and not think about it for a while um but it that I, I feel like that feeling is seasonal, you know, because it's it's in there. It's a part of me, and I believe a lot of other people. And as much as we want to silence that, it's very difficult to just delete that thought, you know. I, I like one useful thing that I go back to in my own head is that um, your your own success cannot be defined by other people, right? Oh, for sure. And um, for all I know, like maybe I don't write a song that I'm happy with until I'm 55 years old. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm at peace with that. It's more so that along that journey, I want to make sure that I'm doing all I can. Mm. And this year has prevented me from making me feel like I've done that. Because I have used this year as an excuse um, uh, to not do something or to not creatively engage myself or to not, like realize my full potential on that day whatever it is and i'm not talking about like writing a hit song or putting out like a big album i'm just i'm literally just talking about sitting down to do the work Same. and sometimes i like no guaranteed like this year there were many occasions where i just chose not to because i felt very like meh because 2020 is meh right. so i'm just not right. gonna do the thing that makes me feel 
transcendent. That's so funny because I feel like you're working so hard every day. Yeah, but nothing's coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's the that's part of the process. Don't isn't you it? think? Don't you think that is part of a win when you have that state of control with yourself and your artistry beyond your output that you get to decide if today is a meh day for my art, yep. I am going to rest my art. Versus, okay, no, today's a meh day, but I still have to produce my art and you produce it anyway. And yeah. You're not really truly happy with it. I, I, am, I am of the latter belief because the former belief is something that I, I, I went by for quite a while. But it oh. also, it, it, breeds, it breeds complacency and laziness, I feel. I think it's a balancing oh, act. Okay, it's, okay. it's a balancing act, though, isn't it? It really is. Because like, I think last episode, I was talking about how burnt out I was feeling and I hadn't took a day off. So the day after we recorded that episode, I did nothing. I did nothing. And I felt... The day after when I woke up, I felt so recharged. I so felt ready to take on the world. I started doing things that I've been putting off. So I think what's happening very interestingly with the three of us is mm. we're actually projecting our own um, history of pre-2020 and applying our lessons onto each other. Ah. Because Hughesy comes from a very overworked back... It's third person again. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Stop, stop, stop. Like like the younger self... My the younger Hughesy... Yeah. My younger here, uh, he was overworked <laughs> uh-huh. and, and at the expense of trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And so now my lesson is you don't have to do that to prove a point. You better make art because you like it and you enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I think what's happening is you guys, I mean, now that you share that, you know, it, it, it wreaked complacency from the past, Nathan. Um, and, and, and so th- I, I think I'm getting where our conversation's heading. Uh, what was funny was I feel like these days when people ask me, how are you or how's 2020 for you? Uh, my answer as a joke, but I also mean it, is to say, well, we're in November of 2020. (laughs) Because that immediately gives you this open-ended interpretation of my answer, number one. And number two, I don't have to subscribe to KPI. So at Mm. Christmas, when your friends and family ask you, so how have you been this year? What did you do? Answering, well, we're in December of 2020 is open-ended for interpretation. I don't have to feel your pressure. And you don't have to apply your pressure onto me as well. You're also not answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth. And I think people will get it. It was a hard year. What yeah. did you expect but, but me to, to do? To, to be fair, it's a shit question. And, just, it, just is, and it is November. It's a, it's a shit question only because, like, it's, it's, it's overdone. Like, you know, we, we, we've, I feel like we've been experiencing this year collectively. Yeah. To ask, hey, how's 2020 been like for you? It's like, fuck. Yeah, that's why when it's you been ask- the exact same that it has been. You know for what? Maybe more. fuck it up. The next time someone say, oh my god, I did so well this year. <laughs> you know, I dated around. Uh, Just make them really jealous. Yeah. yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I just twisted yeah. around. Because it's never met with like. Positive, I, but I guess there's something about like the, is, the communal commiseration. That's what it is, right? It's a communal like we're all sucking together, right? We're, it sucks for you, sucks for me. We suck, we suck. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what I feel like it is more than anything. Because up to this point, we were just a bunch of competitive individuals trying to fight for the same fucking worm in this bloody pond. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, that was I feel the imagery I got as an artist in Singapore. Are we? You're fish? in a f- uh, yeah, we're fish. Okay, just let me. Yeah. You're in a pond. <laughs> so many big fishes, so many small fishes. Sometimes it, the small fish gets it. Sometimes the big fish gets it. But the worms are limiting. What if we don't fucking have that principle anymore? What if we we don't have to subscribe to that mentality? Of Upend like, the food chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or just all become vegan. Yeah. Mm. What? 
<laughs> or essentially, yeah, essentially change the rules for yourself. So Wait. become vegan so you don't have to eat worms. You can chase seaweed. But is there a hook on the worm or is it a worm that's like... I think it's like eat? a wild worm. Just a regular... What okay, is a wild that's a worm? We're all chasing this, the same few worms. But here's he's saying that if we change our entire uh, 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 foundation or like change our rule system, i.e. go vegan... Right. We can, well, here's chase, more important. we can chase our own joy. Here's more important. So for as long as I can remember, the go-to bait for fishing has been worms. Do worms live in the pond? Do they live in the ocean? I mean... Fish are dumb. They don't live in... I, I, are there... There's definitely sea like worms. a sea worm? 100%. No. Yeah. I think they eat algae most times, which is then proving to you the point that this is a man-made concept. That we because should Because algae is readily available in water. You don't have to fucking fight for it, big or small fish. I'm not going to lie. I've lost the plot. I think I'm a fish. <laughs> this analogy doesn't work. Skip. I'm the dynamite. <laughs> Light it up. Okay. Fishing of dynamite. Okay. Um, so what is uh, your favorite thing about this year? Unquestionable favorite thing. Like just like a, a, a positive thing that has come out of 2020 that you will look back upon fondly. I think my spiritual journey, 100%. Yeah. You've been on a bit of a spiritual journey, uh, I must say. Here's it. You put the woo in woo-woo. You've, you've always... <laughs> okay, so like um, 2016 here's it, uh was very much uh, about Korea. Yeah. But at the same time, I could see like those seeds of, you know, like uh, wanting to look for something else. Because you, I remember you were one of the first people to um, really go in-depth with me about uh, astrology. Yeah, I always want to make sure I don't say astronomy because I get the two mixed up all the time. <laughs> but uh, you, 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 you. I remember you're super into like astrology and things like that. But it's grown since then. It has. Be- it's become a bit deeper. I like, okay. I mean, I'm not into astrology. Astrology now. Yeah. Uh, and I think you just called me a Sagittarius right before we started recording. I I know. Okay, no. <laughs> I I know astrology on a superficial level. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the 2016 myself. No <laughs> the 2016 myself was very uh, aware of astrology on a superficial level. Mm. Uh, but I think what is happening now, if to just say it's astrology, it's it's wrong. I think it's really 100 percent deep conditioning spirituality, nice. uh, mm. which has happened for me. Uh, sometimes it involves. Uh, planetary alignment mm. but i think what people interpret as me being woohoo is is actually me trolling you guys online uh what has happened so far while i won't deny to my closest friends there are elements of like mystique or or, or, or really unexplained worldly magic that i do get to experience mm. most times what i do is it's like a self-help book every month and I theme it to where the moon is aligned with mm. which sign it is. Yeah. So, for example, if the moon is in Pisces, I try to understand the themes of a Pisces personality trait. And I say, this is the lesson for the month. And I will continue to apply as much as I can every day until the next moon. Mm. And when the next moon goes over, I'll, I hopefully I've internalized a lot of that lesson enough to continue on being that so it's uh, like a framework it is a a hundred percent a a psychological framework more than it is woohoo that's cool Uh, do you feel like you have um to a certain extent like been able to devise your own religion or like mm, that mm, sounds weird like to devise your own religious practices because that in the end i feel like that's kind of what it, it 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 the shape of it is like you know like in religions we we 
we place importance on certain objects or certain texts. We have certain rituals. We have certain like communions and like yes, and all these things feed into our spirit. And, and our we're not soul. supposed to put Instagram filters on it. <laughs> yeah. all, all of these things but Here like, she gets me It's fine, moving on I, I, it's, it's way over my head But all of these things, right? Like, it, it almost sounds like uh, You were able to devise Your own religion Your own religious practice That suits you and your rhythms Because I really believe that it helps people so much oh, for Like, sure. these kind of practices Like, it helps you focus It helps you hone in your mind It helps you think beyond yourself mm. I think that's the biggest thing that religion can offer you. I think religion is such a, a weight. I know it's, it's word. a weird word to use, but I couldn't think of a, another. I, I mean, the lame word to associate is spirituality. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's it's not as I get it because yeah. spirituality seems frivolous and, and religion yeah. seems weight. Yeah, I, I'm looking for like the a right harder term, I don't know, you know the word as well, Philosophy. but like, I think, like essentially like the the equivalent of like someone. Going to small group meetings, going to church, uh, 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 reading the Bible every night—like right. to, to take those things out and replace it with um, mm. praying to your crystal, or going out to the full moon, or uh, checking your uh, biorhythm. Well, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm speaking out of my ass. I don't know what these practices are. I but, don't either. Yeah. But to answer you, whether or not it's like my own religion, what I think I've subsequently, unknowingly, subconsciously created was my own. Methods mm. to a higher connection. Yeah, uh, it sounds woohoo already. No, it's not, dude. <laughs> but dude, d- d- stop, stop undercutting it. To, like, don't, don't stop that's undercutting true, that's it. That's true. To, I'm to being young, crazy again. Yeah, and, like, don't diminish it because, okay. like, it's it's exactly the same. If like we were to diminish, like, I'll bring religion back into it. But to diminish a religion, right? You same. can't say you can't objectively and like truthfully say one is better than the other. See, so whatever practices you have, they're personal to you. That's why, like, I'm seeing it more like you have devised your own kind of like Me- methods. Is, yeah, yeah like, your own methods to, to 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 focus in and like to to like your own set of rules. Mm to live life by that don't feel like they're just your rules. You know, it, it feels like they're connected to something else. Yeah. You're saying he's like Jordan Peterson. Huh? He's like an Asian Jordan Peterson. Yeah, but that's like a reference that like two people are going to get. No, but I mean like those things. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Like those people who like write books. <laughs> like, Authors? Authors. <laughs> yeah. But no, specifically like self-help people who give you a framework, a guideline. I see, I see. I see. Um, so what, what I think my methods have been is trying to reconcile my person. Mm. See, a lot of people are so lucky in their lifetime that the ex that meets Nathan Hurton and the ex that meets John Kenzie, I'm not saying that you guys have any easier time than me, uh, X's that make sense. Venn diagrams that meet the middle of you, you are the X, yeah. and those Venn diagrams don't polarize too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Venn diagrams, meaning Husey, to the conventional society, does mm. not make sense. Yeah. Malay, Muslim, millennial, queer, activist-centric, uh, it does not make sense. Yeah. So I Especially say to my, in this country. Mm. So I said to myself, then make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I believe God loves me. Mm. Uh, and it, if he does... It must make sense. Mm-hmm. My existence must make sense. So a lot of the things that I do sometimes have ancestral work with my Malay history. Yeah. A lot of things I do have a lot of Muslim upbringing, anted- not antidotes, anecdotes to yeah. what I do as well. And the millennial in me are open to spiritual knowledge. Yeah. Uh, 
of course, people are gonna judge you. And I posted something yesterday on Instagram, something that, that I thought, like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna mic drop this and make people shut the fuck up. I have a feeling that people judging you isn't like a big concern in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's thematic for sure. <laughs> but so this, this, this post that I posted was about how I saw the moon halo, and not mm. a lot of people saw it because like it didn't make it to mothership. So you know, it's not, not, not a lot of people <laughs> caught on. But the sun halo on September made it to mothership. So right. I saw the moon halo while I was meditating to the full moon. And I was the only one who witnessed it, actually. Or I think I am. And then I used that post to post this. I said something along the lines. um, What is science but magic once upon a time that eventually got backed up? Mm -hmm. And until further notice, magic are just things we don't know the full knowledge of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the least I can do is be fascinated by things I want to be fascinated by. And if it doesn't harm others... Don't come for my fascinations. No, hundred yeah. percent. That's what flat earthers say. Yeah, <laughs> and so <Right? laughs> no, dude. If flat earthers weren't weren't cyber bullies, I'm completely cool with their existence. Yeah. Like, I never want to talk about the planet with them. <laughs> you see, but the thing is, science have backed up that the Earth is round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's they, what they want. That's you what they think. want you to think, Kirzy. It's a disc. It's the, it's like the fucking corroboration between NASA. Then yeah. you know what? And Let no their science prove it. to me that the Earth is flat. Let your science prove to me that the Earth is flat. They they, they have. <laughs> They're trying. Hey, can you stand on a ball? You know what? <laughs> if it doesn't harm me, why would I want to disagree with a flat Here's Earther's you, belief system? Do you system? know how many flat Earthers there are around the world? <laughs> <laughs> a flat the world. <laughs> Across the disc. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 where I'm at with spirituality, and it's my biggest uh, pleasant take take away from it. Uh, mm. God has been great to me. <laughs> Yo, I'm still I'm still kind of blown away by the whole Allah becoming Olay thing. That's crazy to me. Is that yeah. where Olay 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 Olay? Yes. Came so from? when people say Olay Olay Olay, there's essentially it's like Olay, Olay, Allah, Allah 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 Because you, uh, that, that's that like changed ago, the way it was pronounced in Spain. Because Spain was ruled by by Muslims for a bit, right? In Alhambra and all. So over time, the people that did flamenco dances were mm-hmm. Moors and Northern Africans. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they, they, they have the excuse me. In Spain, they have the concept of duende, which is exactly the same as taxu, the idea that performer gets taken over. So Dude, that's a really interesting. Religion, at one point of time, was all about the mysticism. Um, a lot of Muslims, when you say, oh, I'm meditating, and they were like, uh, no, I don't subscribe to meditating because, you know, even if it's, even if it's um, a, a therapist telling you to meditate and breathe, mm-hmm. right? They'll say, oh, no, we don't subscribe to that because it's wrong. They forget that when Muhammad saw. Angel Gabriel for the first time He was meditating in a cave mm. And so I mean I'm not saying that everyone should, Every Muslim should meditate as well But like Who are we to judge What is the process of another person To reach connection Right And I think that's my take out from this year What works for me As much as it's experimental I'm allowed to enjoy my journey mm. I could be wrong Five yeah. years from today I could turn around and, and join your tribe And say I was wrong yeah. But if this is my process now, mm. that God has willed that I experienced it like this. Yeah. yeah. And if it's so wrong, why has God made it so magical for me? Yeah. You're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with, with these things, everyone has their own journey. And like, I feel like I had an awakening similar to yours like uh, 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 two or three years ago when my life was going, undergoing a lot of changes. Um, but to stay in that state 
or to continually chase that state is something that is, it's tough. Uh, we're going to take a short break because we ordered some acai. <laughs> and uh, Allah has sent us a gift <laughs> from Grab Food. <laughs> this is brought to you by Grab. It's cool. You can go get it. We'll just keep talking. God is good. Yeah. I, I was thinking about something um, mm. this, this week and I, I didn't want to get too deep into religion just because, you know, it's scary and this is the internet. Sure. But um, how, how much less screwed up do you think the world would be if they never turned Jesus white? <laughs> how much less screwed up would the world would be if Jesus wasn't if they didn't make Jesus white yeah like if they just mm. kept the Middle Eastern portrayal of who Jesus actually was uh, effectively what you're saying is like what if they didn't split what if Judeo-Christian Islam if they were just one thing yeah yeah probably pretty good yeah but, but also like <laughs> even just the perception of like Middle Eastern you know like, I feel like there's such an unhealthy perception of, like, the Middle Eastern yeah. uh, uh, race yeah. in most parts of the world. You think it goes back to the Crusades? I don't know, but yeah. I feel like if everyone thought that Jesus was a, a Middle Eastern person, we'd think of... Less of, racist. We would be, a, a, like, much racist as, like, a, a planet. <sighs> Whoever that person was that, you know, just decided just the to... first one to just... Decide to unsaturate... Eyes, exactly, yeah. just unsaturate Jesus. <laughs> He had no idea the kind of shit he was causing. That is a question, though. Like, in the most traditional form of Jesus, like, where's that dude from? Nazareth? No, no, but I mean, like, the, <laughs> the, the picture in our head of what Jesus looks like with the brown, light brown hair, the white skin. What's that guy? Is that guy Italian? I don't know. I, 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 I leg- Greek? Like, wasn't it more or less kind of... Okay, again, I don't know. You can't say these things are proven. But, like, wasn't it more or less, like, backed up by some people that, like, the, the picture of white bearded Jesus yeah. is essentially just a white version of bearded Middle Eastern Jesus. Oh, I don't they know. Just, they just lighten the skin and probably turn the green eyes blue. I mean, sure, but how... But he looked more or less like that. Maybe not to a T, but... I just don't feel like, did Jesus sit for a portrait? Like, how do they know what he looks like? Anecdotal evidence. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like all... Okay, so that means that all paintings of Jesus are like FBI sketch No, drawings. no, no, no. Like, I'm sure that like... Like, like his eyes like, were closer. Like, like, some people probably described him in texts, you know... Like of long hair and and olive skin. I don't know. I know nothing know about Christian history. Because the only reason we know that what like uh, Cleopatra and Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony looked like, we have like statues of them. You know what I mean? And J Lo. And J Lo. Yeah. What? I mean, that's the only way I know how Mark Anthony looks like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wanna spend my lifetime loving you? Um, yeah. But. Yeah, that was just a thought that crossed I'm my mind. How do we know what Jesus looked like? Or like, who made Jesus white? How about that? <laughs> who made Jesus white? You think it's just a self-portrait? Like the artist who made Jesus... Like, I was going to make it look like me. Oh, oh that, would be, that, would be, that would be really messed up. Welcome back here, Z. Swallow me, gobble me, eat inside of me. What? What? Oh, that's not what we're talking about. We're tra- plastic to ASMR for you guys. Do it. Do, 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 do it more. Yeah. Oh, no. Erica's crying. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, we, we've done this across, like, I think three or four episodes now where we order food before we start. <laughs> and Clearly, sh- you guys are on a... And it shows up during... Oh, is this the medium? See, I'm so sorry. Did oh. you want the lunch? No, 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 it's good. It's just that I thought for a while that was the medium. And then you I got scared. Uh, they got scared. This is a good size. We got uh, acai bowl. That's what she said. Yeah. What? The marketing on acai bowls, like... It's spirituality. But to just put, like, a smoothie in a bowl... 
Well, it's more like a... And then, like, increase the price and call it a whole different thing. Well, it's a parfait, isn't it? I guess. Yes, I got a smoothie. But, um, the acai comes with an ingredient that is uh, hard to get in Brazil, no? In Brazil? Yeah, the acai itself. Not, not, the, not the ice and everything. The yeah. berry. The acai itself is, is something hard to acquire. And it's, it has health benefits or whatever. I'm sure. <laughs> so I don't ask for spoons uh, when it comes to grab. So can you uh, get your own spoon? Yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get the spoon. I'm uh, going well, to edit this part out. <laughs> while he grabs the food, uh, I'm going to go pee. So John, entertain. Okay. Good hang, podcast. At some point, we should... Um, probably put up like an Instagram poll or something like that um, of people that our our listeners would like to hear on this show because I feel like um, it was in the survey was it we can look at that we can look at it okay cool because like pretty please <laughs> oh yeah we should yeah that'll be fun right after here is you get pretty please he's gonna <laughs> be upset with that but um, <laughs> sorry here's he if you can hear us um, but uh what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Because chances are, like, most of the guests that we'll get are, like, in people in our immediate circle. Yeah. For, it, for the most part. Or, like, people that, like, are, are peripherally around yeah, us. Two degrees of separation. Yeah. But if you have any curveballs, if, like, say you know a really cool marine biologist or something. Yeah. And if anyone knows how we can get Jameis, I wouldn't mind talking to Jameis. Oh, Ja Muslim? Ja, ja Muslim. Ja, yeah. Yeah. Ja Muslim. Yeah. I feel I feel like I feel like that's that's a good rap name. No, but I also feel like that's a a, a tough that's a tough one. I don't know if I would want him on the show. You don't like his politics? No, it's not so much that. It's just that he is politics. And I, and I, and I and I don't want this to become a political podcast. No, like I mean we do get political sometimes, right? Yeah. But like I I never feel like I need to justify my politics. Yeah. On this show, and I feel like to get an actual real life politician on this show would attract an audience that is going to force me to justify a lot of my politics. That's fair, right? I don't know. So how... why am I here? No, he was talking about getting Jameis on the show, and I'm. I like, know, I'm, but I'm seeing how I'm a pe- politician. Are you really? Which, GR- which GRC? I'm actually, I actually live in alternate. Hmm. <laughs> At this stage. I think you guys are going to get a five minute of chewing. It's all right. There's been worse on this show. I guess I'm going to have to carry this thing because I've got a smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) Mine requires no chewing. But uh, Nathan, uh, allegedly you have prepared a game for us or do we have to edit that out? Yeah, you do. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I figure we have plenty to talk about. Ah, I'm almost choked on a berry. Oh, God, this is going to be so hard for you to edit. (laughs) What? I'm just going to cut out the part where, like, right before he goes to the bathroom. Okay. But most of this is going to stay in there. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, yeah, I, I figured we had plenty to talk about. Yeah, because we so. were talking about having a game with Here's He, playing some, having some funs and games. Why but bother? Said, we just got to chat. You're so fun. You, you yourself are a game. Yes. Here's He. That's what the people I date say. Yeah. They treat you like a game, and you deserve better. I've been meaning to tell you that. How is dating in 2020? How is dating Fought in 2020? Fuck my teeth. Ah, it's so cold. Is you got sensitive teeth? No. Like, you guys both sound off. You guys both sound very... It's a little sensitive, but not really. But it's, it's just so cold. <laughs> Dude, isn't us... I mean, look at our... Our food is so not pretty. It's just purple. 
I mean, you got you got like cute little fruit on top and stuff, but mine's just like a. Mine looks like because his came because his came with like a round top. Yes, Mine came yours with was a smooshed. flat top. But, so but just smushed also everything. that that's what is a smoothie, John. Huh? Just smoothies can't be a, no, but be some smoothies pretty. are pretty with like color swirls and shit. Yeah, that's called milkshake, I believe, or <laughs> a bubble tea. Yeah. Wait. So how 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 has dating been in? Uh, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Muna um, and I don't talk about our dating life. We just post on close friends. <laughs> ah. See, I don't... I can't be bothered to do that, to add a close friends tab. Because I'm scared. Like, I'm scared, like... One day my brain is going to lapse and I will not do just the right forget. thing. Yeah, so I just have a Finsta. Oh. That's much a easier. What? A Finsta. That? That's like the last cool term I know that John doesn't. No, nope. <laughs> that's true. No cap. Um, it's just a, fa- a fake Instagram account. Ah, or like a, like a, like a, like a. Okay, not even a fake Instagram. They call it a fake Instagram, but for, it's really just a second account that um, yes, cannot I, be traced back to you. I, not really. Well, I mean, it's got your face on. <laughs> yeah. <and> whatnot. I, <laughs> I just, it can't be directly traced back to you. But it's got your face on. <laughs> Like, okay, fine. It's just a private Instagram account that no one else has access to, except yes. the people that you let in. What's your handle? I'm not, I'm not I follow you. Tell you, I follow you. I've messaged you on it. What the fuck? <laughs> you don't follow Nathan's Finsta. Even I follow his Finsta. <laughs> you just found out what no a cap. Finsta is. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't dare do the close friends thing, um, just because like I'm I'm terrified that like what if like I put something up that like I shouldn't have. It's like oh, I was supposed to promote this single. On this one account and post a photo of my giant poop on the other account. And I did it backwards. Yeah. Hey, man, oh if God. it can happen to Chris Evans, if it can happen to Captain America. That's not quite what happened. It gets more or less. Have you promoted your music on your Finster account to people before? <laughs> oh, my God. Check out Nathan's music. <laughs> the, the, oh, my God. No, 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 no. No. There have been times that I accidentally uh, post... Actually, yeah, there have been times I've done that where I accidentally post something that I was going to post on my real account I'll or my see, fake see. account, oh, no, but then I'll immediately delete it. delete it because it makes no sense. But on direct messaging, have you like, "Hey, gang, oh no, check no, out no. this cool guy"? No. <laughs> no, no, no. People know it's me. The people that, like like the because it's a private account, so like only like sixteen people follow me, and I know all sixteen people that follow me. I feel so honored. <laughs> I made it into the top. 16. I don't know this account. So. I know you should feel dishonored. <laughs> I just think it's like it's very ballsy to have a close friends tab on Instagram stories. Well, because the close friends tab only has Muna and me. Do you have to like one by one <laughs> say who your close friends? What? Are? Wait, wait, wait. Pause there. What the fuck here, Z? Just like there's WhatsApp and the Telegram. Well, yeah, wait, hold on. Just yeah. send her pictures. <laughs> no, no, no. So okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, that, so so what I do with close friends is. As and when the post involves a specific circle of people that I want, I add more people to that tab for that 24-hour window. That is window. so troublesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. It, it's a big headache. But what I like with Instagram... This is why you need to stay in group chats here, Z. <laughs> <laughs> See, but what I like about Instagram is it, it archives your life. Yeah. So I get to look back in a year and say, oh, that that's, is what, true. that's what I did. That it's like a journal true. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But to be fair, so does your phone photo album. No, it's so messy. And like WhatsApp, like the Dude, minute... But, but you can look for things. Like you can look for things by location, by yeah. date, by description even. It's like Instagram is just one spot organized. I suppose. Like, I did, just, you, did, you, did you know on your phone you can search for an item and it will show you all the pictures you have of that thing? So if you searched like sunset, it will show you all the pictures of sunsets that you've taken. Bicycle. Bicycle. That sounds so invasive. 
Huh? That sounds so invasive. Oh, yeah. But it's essentially so what it's Instagram does as well. It's just that Instagram doesn't tell you. It oh my does god! That. Why don't you guys try pubic hair and see what comes out? Let me try. Oh my god! I'm so nervous. Pubis. I don't think pictures search. of my pubes per se. Like, I, let me search for dick pic. Pube. <laughs> nothing on pube. Pubes? No. Pubis? No. Pubic? Nope. Nothing. Um, Type dick. I, I've I've never taken a dick pic. Really? Dixon Road. Mm. Dixon Road comes out. I see. Yeah, I've never taken a dick pic because That's like, boy. like I've seen too many to like to <laughs> know that like so you've seen them all. <laughs> no, seen yeah, them I've, I've seen them. All. I don't need to see anymore. No, it's more like I've seen too many. Why have you been seeing dick pics? Or like you know, just general like dick pics, pussy pics, tit pics, nip pics, <laughs> dicks that pics uh, that. That was like a poetry moment. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I've, I've seen so many out there in the world that it's like if I take one, it's going to end up out there somehow. I don't know how the fuck it's gonna happen, but I'll, it's gonna happen. I'll probably post it. Yeah, and especially like because lately, like hackers or hacking has become like easier or something. I don't know what, mm. but like I'm getting so many old accounts that I have never like updated, getting hacked. Like, mm. my Tumblr got hacked this week. Oh, what? Yeah, how random. Yeah, because I've never... Because I, I, I feel like nowadays, if you're actively using something, you need to constantly change the password. Like, at least annually. Yeah. I can't remember, man. Exactly. No, no. It's so was... troublesome. But it's a thing that you have to do. Mm. Because if you don't do it, like, I guess the computer that's trying to infinitely guess your password eventually gets it. I don't know what the science is, but it it, it happens, yeah. uh, Whatchamacallit, the lead person from Anonymous just had an AMA on Reddit, Mm -hmm. and the one thing she said was, like, get on one... Like, her main piece of advice was get on, uh, I think, what's called one Why are you saying she and her? Because that's who she is. She revealed her identity. Oh, Anonymous revealed her identity? Oh, when did that happen? Is she still Anonymous, then? Yeah. I mean, the group's name is Anonymous. Then who's she? Like, like a Chicago bull is not an actual bull, you guys. No, but I just had no idea that Anonymous like came out to like. Oh yeah, oh, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll I'll send you the link later. Oh, but burying yeah. the lead. But her main thing was like her main. Thing, <laughs> why are you calling she a hurt? Because I respect her as a woman. <laughs> um, uh, her main thing was like get on get those. Like, there's free ones, but there's some that are like three dollars a month at like just it's a password keeper. You just have to remember one password, make it a good password. It stores all your passwords. It's the best way. Because fucking Lazada got breached the other day. Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hack, elite hack source, man. Yeah. There's tons of apps like that and tons of services like that where you can store your passwords mm-hmm. and all the. But doesn't your iPhone do that as well? Like you can store all of your passwords on, on your iCloud keychain? You can't. Yeah, you can. You can. But those, that's not super secure. Like there's a way to make it more secure by using this thing. And Long then, gone are the days where the only thing you need to worry about in terms of security are the things that are tangible that you can see and touch. Mm. Now you have this live outside your real physical one. That needs tangible securing. Yeah. And it's so fucked up. But also at the same time, on that topic, Mm. I feel like what's important is that people need to have their ID somehow paired to their accounts. So that all these anonymous, um, uh, what do you call this, burner accounts, who are trolling people, (laughs) who are trolling celebrities... Now need to be accountable but to their you're, identity. You're talking about China here. Huh? No, no, you know who... Uh, no, you're talk- no, seriously, you're talking about China. You need an IC. You need like a ID, like an ID card to sign oh, up right. for... Oh, right, I know this. ...all yeah. social media accounts in China. Really? Yeah. No, okay, because there was... A, I was going to say that because it reminded me of a movement in what was happening in South Korea a couple years ago where the, they wanted to remove anonymity. Like if you were using a handle, it's like your name or a version of your name because of cyberbullying. Right. Yeah. No, for China, it's really just because like in case there's an account that, you know, 
showcases political dissidents, yeah. then no, they know, I feel like they know they exactly who to look for. what's going on with the Uyghurs. Then they know exactly who to look for. I know that we're verging communism when I say like, hey, uh, I think your identity online needs to be paired to your real ID or no, something. No, no, I'm, I'm for this idea. Yeah? I'm just saying that it's what I China does. I thought I was does. the only one. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's no. what China does as well. I see. But they, they use it for other reasons. Cyberbullying is one and of the worst tough, things. And it's tough to today. assume that other governments and other powers won't use it for those same reasons as well. You know? It's one thing because, like, on that note, right, as public personalities, we are the receiving end of anything and everything. Yeah. Because anything we say yeah. can be accountable for because we attach ourselves to it publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people who want to, like, say just... Whatever. Yeah. Create unnecessary storylines or narratives about you and, and, and spin it off in a way where a mob comes after you after that. Yeah. Without an actual identity, gets to hide forever. It must feel great. I, I must say, I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, it there's must a, feel great. There's a Black Mirror episode about this, right? Probably. Yeah, where it's like the one where like, yeah, yeah it was the uh, finale of that last season where it's like the, the people were trolling and then it turns out they were entered into a list where all of them got killed by bees. Oh, that's a good episode. Right. The trollers get killed by bees? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my voodoo. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more so like, I guess... It's tough for us to say because specifically like uh, public figures because we have never fully enjoyed the uh, the anonymity of the internet, not really. Mm-hmm. But I, I I must think that it's a very like liberating thing, and that some people really do find a lot of joy in it. In some trolling? people no 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 like, like just being the concept of anonymity on the internet some people find a lot of joy some people find freedom some people find freedom from their own insecurities from it i'm sure it has lots of benefits you know but they must be accountable well, too yeah and that is true but what's stopping you guys from just going on reddit creating a throwaway account and just talking to people because you know what i have principles <laughs> what i'm just lazy okay. and also because like i don't know why i've just never done that i can't give you a good reason why i've just never done that <laughs> like I, I like I've only recently like I'm talking about recently like in the last six months started commenting on YouTube videos. Because <laughs> I don't know why I get that like, because commenting on YouTube is just shouting to the void. Like who cares? You know I know, I mean? but like it feels. But so then cool. again, I, when I watch something, video, that, I read the comments. It's something that I've never done before because like I was always scared of like you know it was my name on it. But then like something about the last six months is like fuck whatever. It. I don't know. It's stupid and it's a very specific thing. But like it's you know just on any YouTube video you watch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're like, just a great video. That, ah. <laughs> no, it's like if I feel like I need to say something, oh, okay. where, where, where before I wouldn't, now I do. Is that irregardless of how many views it has or mm-hmm. whatever? Years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, I can't believe you did that with Cheetos. There's no good reason for it. It's Ret- just that, your, it's just that before, discreet. something about it made me afraid. But that goes back to the point of Husey. When you have the accountability and when you are, when you have to back up everything that you say mm-hmm. and it's attached to your identity... There is a certain degree of fear there, but it's not fear being imposed by a government. It's fear imposed by your own fucking conscience. Yeah. Well, as long and as that's an important thing. As long as you're a good person or morally upset, I guess you have nothing to hide, right? But then yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Totally. Adam Rappaport didn't think dressing up as a Puerto Rican was going to bite him in the ass. Now he got fired from Bon Appetit. <laughs> yeah. But like... So, but It's... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to break down, but like... It's, it's something about like the... the um, being governed by your own conscience and when someone can let that go when someone doesn't feel like they need to undergo the consequences that their conscience is going to put upon them mm-hmm. that's when they can say the most racist and the most ignorant shit yeah and it's 
empowering. I, I, I hope that we can, because I honestly don't think that your proposition for attaching identities is going to happen, because. Um, I mean, that's a global. Law. I mean, if trace together to. can happen, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we're probably trace a step closer together. to it than ever before. But I feel like realistically, people are just not going to allow that to happen. Realistically, what I think needs to happen is that human beings need to evolve past like um, these kinds of sensitivities. And like, what does it's, that mean? To okay, it's gonna it? take really fucking long here, Z, because. I'm sure you understand. You can read 20 great comments about yourself, but it's going to be the one bad comment that fucks with you. No, it's going to be the one bad comment that keeps you up a little bit at night. Like, I know I'm, I can be that way sometimes, depending on my mood. It's like, only I what can Ben read... says about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, I can read like 20 pages of like, yeah, great, great, great. And then it can be that one person that said something that, that's like, like oh, this is shit. It was like, this, this, this other song was better or something, whatever. And like, it would stick with me, right? So, like, it's going to happen out there in the world as well. But, like, over time, you kind of, you're able to look past that. You evolve past that. You're able to, like, look beyond those, like, very baseless, ignorant comments. Yeah, I think you're talking about, that's when you get truly undeniable, right? Where you don't really care about that stuff. Or I'm just talking about, like, as, as a human race. It, like, mm. if we were ever to get rid of this problem... Of like trolls and like haters online and everything. It's really on the entire human psyche to like evolve past that, and it's not going to happen because we do get affected yeah, by we're negative. Gonna, we're going to be taken over by AI before that happens. Yeah, no, it's not. It's never going to happen. It's yeah. a hypothetical because like we cling on to negativity so much more than we cling on to positivity. Correct. Like this year, I feel like it's been a little bit different which is a bit hopeful because we are being bombarded by negativity and we occasionally get shown little bits of positivity. I know, you were such a badass this year. Can I just say I appreciate your badass, right? What happened this year? All right, you yeah. and your... Where are you clap, going? Here, you stop walking around. What are you doing? I want to take my Panadol. Okay, I'm going to... I'm. Go- this is going to be an edit point. <laughs> we're back. Okay. Um, where were we? I lost the plot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Nathan 2020 online clapbacks. Oh, right. No, uh, no, no. You're so, talking so, about Nathan's infamous defense of Dikosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Not going to make it in. <laughs> I'm not cutting uh, that out. You'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> no, but like, um, as, as, as much as that side of me exists, like the side that's able to like take all of it in, in good humor and all of that, I'd be lying if I said that the negative stuff doesn't get to me. It 100% gets to me. I just don't let it show that it gets to me because you don't want them to win. What are your top three comments? You don't have to say specifically word for word, but like, what are the three things that will immediately uh, like get to your skin? It's usually along the lines of something else you did before was better, going mm-hmm. back to what you're talking about of like your, your best work is behind you. Um, then the other kind of... The other genre of things would be... Um, like weirdly technical things about a certain like oh like this was shot badly or something like that where it's like oh I mean you're not completely wrong I wish I put in a bit more effort there but fuck you I tried you know like those kinds of things Um, and then the third genre which is the most easily ignorable one tends to be like just the very blind uh, just Venom, you know, 
like some bullshit. I can't even begin to to think of one. But just throw together like four racist words and like two other words that you can't say in 2020, and those kinds of comments. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get to the stage where you don't get affected by these three genres? I don't know. It always okay. Like I would like to say that now. It doesn't take over my life. It doesn't, like, fuck with my day or anything. It's just that they will stay in my mind. I can't say that they have an effect on me, but, like, I've seen them now, and, like, it's someone's opinion of me, and being a people pleaser by nature, I care about people's opinions about me. I, I, whether or not I validate them or whether or not I want to respond to them by changing myself, that differs from, from day to day, I guess. But... What stays consistent is that I care about what people think of me, and I will see those things, and I'll keep them. Whether I keep them to heart is different, but I'll always keep them and, t- and just hear them, you know? See, what about you, Kansia? Like, what are c- the kind of commands that get to you? All of them. <laughs> Anything negative. I have a very, very... I'm, you know how they say, don't be a strawberry? I'm a strawberry. I bruise easily, and I have seeds on the outside. Yeah. When we did that episode about talking about these thing. He was very affected by the comments. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't have as much exposure as you guys, too. But that's ever since I was a kid. Not even, like, internet stuff. Just, like, when people, like... I take criticism very poorly. I think I grew up as a pioneer internet content creator. Mm. I have built thick skin over the years. Mm -hmm. A height so thick that comments pass my head. That's Mm. impressive. Uh, and it's because I realize the power of these words are on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. You get 100%. to decide whether or not these words hurt. So to me, the words that hurt or the genre of words that hurt are from the people I care about, yeah. the opinions whom I respect, yeah. and the worst genre are the thoughts I have of myself at night. Mm. Mm. Those are hard. Yeah, because yeah. those you care about. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the stage I'm at right now in my thirties. Right. Uh, so in in woohoo community, uh, they believe that there are three stages in your human design uh, life. Uh, one is one to your late twenties. The next stage is your thirties to your fifties, and then your fifties to your ends of time. Uh, not everyone gets to live through it, based on what I understand, of course, because some people die young or. Either that or... I, I'm truly not understanding it fully, but, like, this three stages might be inflated to how many years you get to live, like, basically. So, anyways, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm assuming it's my second stage. Uh, so, from 1 to 20, it's about a sense of um, proving, acquiring, uh, trying to show as much as you can about yourself. It, mm. it, it, it's a self-proving uh, era, right? Where you develop skills and want to show it, want to show it. At your 30s, funnily enough, what and how you learn is through stepping back and observing. Either observing your life in retrospect or observing the community in retrospect. And so I'm at that stage where to deal with my thoughts and all, I have to really pull myself out, aerial view, and say, am I being very macro in this manner by putting too much emphasis on that emotion and that feeling and that experience? Or can I, if it's legit what I'm feeling... There must be a fucking way out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm over it. I'm not saying that I've learned it or manifested it 100%. Yeah. But 
That's where I'm at with hate comments. It really that, doesn't that, get to me. But that's the thing. Like, all of these feelings and emotions and responses, they, they come in a broad spectrum. And they're, I would like to... The, the best word I can think of is, is very seasonal, you know? Because logically, yes, none of these comments should matter. None of these words should matter. Logically, you know that this person has, is making this completely out of context with no knowledge. And your brain knows that. But the same way how I can tell myself to not be sad and it's still going to happen, like these comments are still going to find a way to plant a seed and manifest in some way, yeah. somehow. No, because it's deep-seated lizard brain shit, right? Oh, 100%. It's like, like your brain knows that yeah. it's not right. Your brain knows that it's just some... Your higher brain yeah. knows it's not right. But your lower brain is just like, oh, no, I'm my sense of community, my sense of protection, my tribe is rejecting me. I'm going to vomit. I guess it's more you know so like, I mean? yeah, but it also depends on die. how... It, it also depends on just like how you're feeling that day, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really depends on how you're feeling that day. Like when you're feeling strong and powerful in your own skin and that skin is feeling nice and thick, yeah. that coat is nice and thick, then yeah, anything can get in your way. I just wish... Are like, you describing a foreskin? Yes. Nice. But like, you know, try, try reading that on a, on a tough circumcised day... And it's open. Is that yeah. wound is just wide you, open? No, you'd be surprised. It's actually the circumcised dick that is it's stronger. Yeah, yeah, because it makes sense. Actually, you're less, less sensitive. sensitive. You're, you, you've we talked. To, we weirdly talked about this a couple episodes back. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, added ourselves in our foreskin states. Outside of the whole, you know, being one of the first few internet batches of people, right, uh, and therefore conditioning my thick skin, I grew up with a family of roasters. Mm. So I dealt with bullies in my young life exactly how I'm projecting giving each other shit all the time in my 20s basically it and something that I had to learn recently right Right. so when I was young my mom's side is Malaccan now if anyone knows and Malaysians are listening and they know Malaccan humour is brutal humour they can literally like your nephew can come in or your niece can come in and she sits on a chair and you say hey please don't break my chair (laughs) That's the kind of brutal Malaccan humor there is. Right. And on my dad's side, it's a family of roasters where all my uncles were comics. So when you turn up to a family meeting, you better give your best roast game. It is a ping pong match that we are so conditioned ah. to. Uh, and it's, it's, it's I our didn't love. I this about your family. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a love language. Uh, and so growing up, I wasn't one of the more vocal ones in my family, mm. surprisingly. You, so you can imagine how loud Look at I you now. Uh, what I was, though, I projected it back out in the public. Right. So. When I was in school and I was bullied at all as a kid, I learned very quickly to shut the power of the bully is to steal his punchline first. Mm. So before you call me a faggot, let me call myself a faggot. The class laugh. I laugh. Now what's your joke, bully? Suddenly, he doesn't have a punchline anymore. Ah. Tri- triple, tri- I can't see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so very, very Wait, quickly... What? Very, very quickly. Like, you know, double the triple. <laughs> very, very quickly. What, what happened was I started manifesting that power of roasting. Mm. I would roast myself so much that, hey, this is fun and powerful and the crowd loves it. So I started roasting people. So in my late primary school uh, uh, and throughout secondary school, I developed that roasting habit. Mm. Uh, Couple from my family and in defense mechanism in my, in my social life. Yeah. It became a thing. Yeah. And throughout Polly and whatnot, it became my genre of comedy. So recently, I learned there must be a rule to roast. Mm. In my 30s, I learned there must be a rule yeah. to roast. Clearly, a young hears you watched 8 Mile. <laughs> but an older hears you watched Nanette. <laughs> Have you seen Nanette, by the way? What? I've never even heard uh, of The Esgega. What? 
Does this actress called Annette? Never mind. No, Nanette. No, um, Nanette. No, no, no. By Nanette. Hannah Gadsby. Uh, she has a beautiful segment, a very, actually, no, a whole chapter in, 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 in this stand up special where she talks about self deprecating humor mm. and what you're talking about, the defense mechanism, but the deeper consequences of this um, uh, uh, self-defense mechanism. Essentially, she was talking from the perspective of a very butch lesbian woman living in a very uh, Christian community, and she used uh, self-deprecating humor as a defense mechanism as a way to steal the punchline. Um, But through doing that, she was essentially stealing the power away from herself because the joke was that it was a joke, you know? And after a while, she couldn't take that anymore. Because there's Interesting. A, yeah, I, I'll, I'll send you the link later. It's on Netflix, and it's fucking beautiful, and it'll make you... I mean, I know I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but at this stage, I don't quite subscribe to her principle yet of, mm. of being defeated by your own punchline. Yeah. My mantra as of now, like, like I say, I always change in my life, right? So I don't know if this is going to be my mantra tomorrow. But my mantra now is that everything is funny. Yeah. Anything can be funny. But can you joke about the good parts of you? Yeah. Do it. I am so funny. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hate, hate, comment. (laughs) Bullshit. Last special was better. No, my point being being that, like, you can only roast yourself with the negative aspects of yourself, right? Everything is funny, but self-deprecating humor, there's no thing as self What's the, what's the opposite of self-appreciating humor? That's not a thing. No, there is. I think like, he's talking more about... Obnoxious humor. level of self-appreciating humor. And that's funny as but fuck. I also, I also think he's just talking more about the divine comedy that is life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, agree. like the whole... No, if, that, if, God God humor, humor, if God had a sense of humor kind of thing, then Anything the and everything can be funny. The point being is that, yeah, when you use self-deprecating humor... I don't, this is something I'm learning too because I love self-deprecating humor. But it is because it feels like, oh, thank God I took it away. I took the... No, I don't feel like that. Yeah. See, when I say it, mm. I'd be like... Oh my god, I'm dealing with it. I am accepting that I'm that, uh-huh. and I'm 100% okay with it. Uh, I want to make the room feel that they are okay to 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 because it's the giant elephant in the room when you have to tiptoe around what is a truth that is also sensitive. Yeah. For example, say someone's um, okay. For example, me. If I'm a feminine. Yeah. And the whole room have to tiptoe around, okay, let's never ever mention that ever. It is a manifesting thing in everyone's mind. And then when someone mentions it and I'm in the rule of, oh, that's offensive. It kills the buzz of the room versus I say it because I'm accepting that I'm a feminine and I'm okay with it. See, when a person is affected by specific um, jabs about yourself, Mm -hmm. you haven't dealt with self-love yet. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, and like, that's why you're affected by it. Yeah. If you love yourself, and someone gives a joke about my feminism, no. I'll jab one back at you, mm. and you better laugh because we are a loving community yeah. in this room right now. Yeah. Uh, but if you're affected by it, then I pray that you find self love eventually. There really is a queer eight mile to be written. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Say you're a broke white kid from the suburbs of Detroit, and you want to rap, and but one and you go to a rap battle, and one of the dudes fucked your girlfriend. What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna do it first. And that's and then Mackay Pfeiffer will raise your hand in victory. Eight Mile, look it up. Maybe it's called Billy Elliot. Have you watched that? <laughs> Billy Elliot is that the one where Adam Sandler goes back to school? No, no. that's the one where that's Billy Madison. Billy Elliot is the Billy Elliot is the dancing one. Yeah, Got Billy it. Kid. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Billy Madison is Adam Sandler. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Also, Billy Madison was about golf. No, that's Happy Gilmore. Oh fuck. 
<laughs> Billy Madison was the one where he and Drew Barrymore went on 50 dates. Oh, I get it mixed up because the, the production company is called Happy Madison. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Is that a cut point? Is that why you clapped? Nope. I just felt stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I, I think probably one of the biggest differences or the riffs at least that, that um, I have with your personal experience is that core self-love aspect the self-esteem aspect of things like that's something that i know i have a, i personally have a very long journey with mm. Mm. because that's something that i i i just i i buried it in my in my person very a very long time ago and i never quite uh faced that when it when it turned it's good when it turned i ignored that turn i ignored that like gap of like, of like, um, this is your value as a person. This is who you are as a person. I just kind of ignored that, and I was just like, do, 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 up until like things got too crazy, and then I looked back and I was like, oh, fuck, self-esteem. There's a big gaping hole right there, and I should have addressed it ages yeah. ago, but nope. See, but that's how these things work, right? You just kind of, you, you fix the shit in adulthood that like um, was, was broken when you were a child, through parenting, through your own life, through whatever it is. Let's take that note on self-love. Why is the embodiment of you only the best parts of you why can't it also include the parts that are not the strongest yeah of course it does. you have oh. to 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. accept yeah. that that is who you are yeah. if you if you don't think you are the most beautiful person in a room that's okay because if that's not your strength, something else is. But mm. if you yourself say, you know what, I'm not that attractive and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I accept it that it's who I am. Mm. That in a room full of tens or in a social media scene of tens that I am a four or five, that I'm okay with it because you know what, maybe I'm funny. Maybe I have a personality that people can't remember. Maybe I have a mouth that people don't necessarily like but truly can remember for as well. People need to write down all the goods and all the things that they don't really truly like about themselves and accept it. Mm-hmm. Once you accept it, it becomes powerful. It's okay that you are still at the stage where you don't like it. Do you think I, I, I like certain things about myself? No. <laughs> but have I accepted it at yeah. 31? Most of it. Mm. And it's the ones that I've accepted that I'll be like, okay, now, if anyone wants to say about it, what am I going to do? Get, get insulted? No, yeah. what? You yourself think it. You yourself know it. You can do two things. Change or grow to love it. Right. You can grow to love the things you don't favor. Again, you don't the favor. whole serenity prayer, right? Yeah. Accepting the things you cannot change. The wisdom to know the difference, all that stuff. Who am I these days? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be so fiery and hot and like, you know, would, would fight certain things. But now I'm just like, everything's cool. Everything's funny. Yeah. Just like Bruce Lee, man, you were like fire, but now you're being like water. Mm. I, I believe all these things they go through like phases in our lives. Like it's it's like waves and cycles. Yes, next year like, I'll be offended again. <laughs> no, no, dude, it's very, very possible. It's hundred yeah. percent possible. I'm not too arrogant to disagree. Because I can look back on like two, three years when I felt like I was in the best place in my life. I felt like I was like enlightened. I felt like I was like confident. I felt I was in my own power. 
and time can take that away from you just because like your mind changes, your idea of yourself changes. It's the, all like, cyclical. It's all cyclical. Yeah, and like that's it's 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 horrible but it's beautiful at the same time because I think what's the most important is that you have the knowledge of all of these things. Yeah, exactly. And I'm hoping that this episode is helping you guys with that as well. Yeah. Like you can't control how you feel all the time sometimes it's possible if you have the mental toughness sometimes it's possible if you have the right substances but like you yeah but you can't control how you feel all the time and that's just the fact of the matter but you um but you can control what you know but yeah it's like but you always know that it gets better yeah that's the funny thing right it it gets better it also some people don't like that though it gets better again you never feel you never feel that but to know it sometimes does it really get better now my question is if it doesn't, is it still okay to continue to, to pursue your life regardless of the circumstances? You see, I think the, the, most, the most hurtful thing you can tell a queer child is, I mean, I know it was a campaign, but that it gets better. Mm-hmm. Because maybe in America it gets better. But What's see, you're though? in a Malay Muslim region. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't get better. Maybe death or maybe being ostracized or maybe being kicked out of the house is the only option. If it doesn't get better... Yeah. Do you quit on yourself? And the answer is no. Yeah. No, but what does it mean? It means your state of mind. Because that's it gets better is the idea like when that's you feel that, super that low. That slogan was purposefully vague. Yeah. yeah, so yeah the yeah, feeling yeah. you get is like, I'm never going to feel worse. I'm never going to feel worse. See, okay. Of course you will. It gets better. It'll get worse. Right. It'll stay the same. It's I think the last thing I want to tell anyone who felt marginalized or bullied or like ever uh, being the, the outskirts of a community that even if it doesn't get better, you fucking don't quit on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you don't quit is when it gets better. That's all right. That's woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thank you so much. This got better. Yeah. This, 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 this episode. This got more better podcasts. Shout out to Faz. <laughs> oh, right. I was wondering how that sounded oh. familiar. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, man, for coming. I love down. you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, any, any future plans the next few months that you want to let the people know about? I like to live for the next few months, and I hope to continue to find joy every day. And you should too. There we go. That's that wholesome shit that you signed up for. You look like a beautiful gay pirate. <laughs> Check out the photo on Instagram. (laughs) Thanks for the hang. Thank you guys. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.